Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, this is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Welcome to the Euro K Mental Fitness Studio. I would like to thank our sponsors, Ned Siegfried, Luke Peterson, and Todd Bradford with Siegfried and Jensen, Mark Richards with Wasatch Recovery, Colby and McKenzie with Thread Wallets, Drew Peterson with First Digital, Greg Jackson with Mountain West Spine and Orthopedics, and Travis Whitaker, the owner of Living Recovery Interventions. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to Paul Cardall. The music that you hear at the beginning and the ending of these episodes is by Paul Cardall. He's an amazing person, and he's been one of my heroes for years. So thanks to all my sponsors and Paul Cardall for believing in me. I love you guys so much. Please enjoy this next episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in once again. I love you guys. I appreciate all your support and your belief in me. Um, we're going viral on uh, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. We're ranked in the top 100 in mental health in the world. Uh, we just posted our, I think, 296th episode, and I just can't believe it. It's just amazing, and it's it's trending because of amazing people that I have on uh, the show. It's not because of me, and today's no different, and we're taking a little different approach today, which I'm so excited. I actually have my daughter today and her roommates <laughs> um, from BYU and UVU. Uh, I guess they're maybe no longer there, a couple of you, but uh, today we're joined by, we've got Maddie Bishop. Annie Reese, what's your uh, Whitlock? Whitlock, is my new I'm last so sorry. Name. You're good. Yes. She You're was good. just recently married to an amazing man, and uh, so Annie's in the house, and then my daughter, like I said, Kennedy Sylvester Marks. Marks. Yes, we got to throw on that. She was just recently <laughs> married as well, but uh, I want to give a little background. Um, so, Maddie, you served a mission in New Hampshire, um, mm -hmm. Manchester. Uh, you went to you graduated from BYU and a BA in communications. You also uh, work at Qualtrics. Is that, did I say that right? Yep, that's right. And what right. do you do there? Um, I'm in their finance department. Finance yep. department, okay. And then you're also, you teach high fitness. I do. Yes, Maddie is, we were just talking about this girl's very competitive. <laughs> she, she, she works on a high level. She's really high energy, but uh, she's really good at that. And uh, we'll get more about her in a minute. So Annie, you also, uh, you served a mission um, in Oklahoma City. Uh -huh. And you also attended Brigham University where you helped create and lead a women's entrepreneurship program. And you grad graduated with your bachelor's degree in public relations. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Yes. And then you currently work, um, where are you working at now? I work at Connect doing software sales. Yes. And I hear you're one of the best salesmen. I don't know All the time. <laughs> Kennedy's, like always, Kennedy talking, Kennedy's <laughs> always talking about, man, Annie, she's the best salesman. <laughs> she's true. she's beating everybody. She's, she's doing amazing. No, it's so. true. She kills it. <laughs> and Thank my daughter, you. Kennedy, uh, is currently serving at Utah Valley University. She served in Tonga. Yes. Uh, mission there, which um, I'm amazed she made it through it, to be totally honest. Like the <laughs> stuff she went through, uh, f a Category 5 cyclone hit yes. there, a direct hit. We couldn't talk to you for like, I think it was 10 days. Yeah. That was a scary time. <laughs> yeah. um, she just recently, like I said, just got married, and you currently work... 
I work for a company, for a clothing company, doing like PR for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of fun. Well, and there's a lot more about these three amazing, beautiful women, but uh, we'll hear more about them from them. Um, the reason why I brought these three on is I wanted to get their perspective of what it's like to go through college together as roommates, the highs, the lows, the funds, the stresses, uh, the, you know, the, the, the times that things are going well and maybe times where things aren't going so well. And I think this is going to be so well received. So many parents need to listen to this because they need to understand what their child might be going through, whether they're in high school or college or whatever. But so thank you girls for doing this. Of course. This is so exciting. So why don't we start, Annie? We'll, st we'll just go around the room this way. Okay. Annie, why don't you just tell us a little bit about where you grew up and about your family? Yeah. Um, so I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, and we lived in Bountiful for a few years. Okay. Uh, youngest of seven kids, so I am the caboose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my family dynamic now, I have like 15 nieces and nephews, four in-laws. There's like 30 of us. Wow. So big family. Big family. <laughs> big family. It's crazy all the time. Um, and we lived in Utah for most of my life, with the exception of when we moved to New Hampshire, actually, which is where Maddie served her mission. Oh, cool. Um, and my dad was the mission president for three years there. So I grew up on the East Coast a little bit. Right on. Yeah. Okay, thank yes, you. Yes, of course. Maddie, tell us a little bit about your childhood and your family. Yeah, uh, I was born in Utah as well. And um, we I lived here until I was four years old. Then we moved to Minnesota for four years. Okay. And then we came back to Utah. And I've been here pretty much since. Yeah. Um, have spent some time on the East Coast serving my mission and went back out there to nanny for a little bit during college. Um, but for the most part, have been in Utah. And yeah, that's kind of a fun connection that Annie and I made when we yeah. first met is that um, <laughs> I had been to the home that she grew, grew up, up in, in because no she, uh huh, yeah, really? the, the, it was the same mission home uh -huh. <laughs> that I literally so lived in. Awesome. So. And I served in that specific ward yeah. that she grew up in. And yeah. so we knew a lot of the same people. And that was just a really Tons fun connection. Yeah, connection. And you two have known each other for a long, long time, right? Yeah. Well, I first met now. Kennedy, yeah. our oh, really? roommate. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. then like four months later, I met Maddie. <laughs> so we've known. Mm -hmm. So it's like pretty much the same timeline. Oh, okay. So yeah. like 2016-ish? 2017, yeah. 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 When we yeah. got from our missions. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Kennedy, better say a lot of nice things about your childhood <laughs> yeah. and family. Childhood. Where did you grow up? Tell us about your family. Best <laughs> um, Yeah. I also grew up in Utah, um, born and raised in Sandy, Utah. Yeah. Um, I am the third child. There's four of us, um, older sister, older brother, younger sister. So lots of girls and then yeah. my poor dad and brother. <laughs> yeah. We were outnumbered. Going to all the dance recitals every year. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, so I've just, I mean, I've lived in Utah my whole life, um, except for, like, my mission. So other than that, yeah. I've just been here. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, that's just a little bit of background. I, I think what I want to get into is, again, and you guys chime in, just w how did you guys meet? I know you mentioned just a little yeah. bit already, Yeah. but how did it happen? So um, I met Annie's cousin when I was in the MTC um, her name is oh. Emily. Shout out to Emily. Shout we out. love her. We hope you're listening. Right. You better be um, listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Emily and I didn't even serve in the same mission. Like, not even. She served in the States. I served in Tonga. But we just really connected in the MTC. Okay. 
and we were like let's live together when we get home like we're both gonna be at uvu let's be roommates and so she messaged me on my mission we got it all figured out and then she was like do you care if my cousin lives with us and i was like oh not at all and her <laughs> cousin, the cousin. Annie. You're the cousin. okay <laughs> yeah cousin. and so we me annie and emily lived together at the riviera the Riviera. <laughs> the Riviera. Yes. Humble beginnings. Yeah. We, we each, we each spent our time there. Uh, there yes. yes. We've yeah. done our yeah. time, right? Yes. Time there. <laughs> um, and then Emily, cute Emily, got. Um, she decided to switch up her major a little bit and transfer to Utah State. But okay. Annie and I just became the best of friends. Um, yeah. And we've lived with each other uh, up until we got married for yeah. like five years. So yeah. Five yeah. years. Kind of right crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then Maddie, how did it, how did you guys all come together? Yeah, so I met Annie in school. We both studied public relations and we had our first like our intro to communications class together and we got put on like a group project together. But oh. before the group project, I have to interject. I remember walking into class and like Okay, where am I gonna sit? Like, who are uh-huh. the cool kids? <laughs> who are yeah. the cute the boys? Who are the cute girls? Whatever. Yeah. And I saw Maddie, and I'm like, she looks super cool. <laughs> and then she was. Well, I like, thought the same thing about you. She's so. like raising her hand, like answering all the teachers' questions. I'm like, and she's smart. I have to be friends with her. <laughs> and so then when we like were put in this group for this group project, it was like, okay, this is awesome. We yeah. need to be friends. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you found the cool kids. I That's found the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then um, Kennedy and I met through Annie. So they were okay. living together. And that's when you were at um, Alpine Village. Alpine Village. Me can and Annie hopped around. <laughs> I don't, yeah, we did. I, don't, I yeah. can. Yeah, we can. can. You it's, can a, tell it's a very special story. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Maddie and I, we always talk about like it was very like divine design that we were supposed to meet mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, just a little bit about me back in 2020. I, you know, I was got home from my mission and just was really struggling with things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> um, this, I will. So it's okay. This is a safe place to <laughs> yeah, cry. Safe you, place. You, you um, but I finally decided to get help and I was diagnosed with an eating disorder and bipolar depression, which was very hard at the time. Looking back now, I'm so grateful for it. And as yeah. my dad would say, it's my superpower. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I was embarrassed about it, really embarrassed. And, um, sorry, I was studying from a book called intuitive eating and I thought I had hit it before we, Annie had planned a girl's night, but it was on my desk in my room and cute Maddie was in our room and mm. she was like, Oh, are you reading intuitive eating? And I was like, Oh no, Oh no. <laughs> Cause like, I just, not that there's anything wrong with an eating disorder, but like, or yeah. depression or anything. But I just was like, I never thought it would be me. Yeah. You know, well, it's a vulnerable thing. Very vulnerable. Yeah. And so cute. Maddie like brought it up and was just like, oh, like nonchalant. Like, I hope you don't care if I say this. Yeah. But she's just like, yeah. I have, I struggled with an eating disorder. And I was like, like, it was just like this weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. I'm not alone. Like this cute girl who you would look at and never think like, I just always thought because I was diagnosed with this, people would see me as like, Oh, like she, Mm -hmm. she's depressed or she hasn't eaten, you know, like it was the first time that I was like, Oh, she is one person that I would have never thought had an eating disorder. So 
Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. I love you. <laughs> We're all crying now. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then after we like made that connection, we were like, we should go to lunch sometime mm-hmm. and just talk. And so we went to our favorite place, Aubergine. <laughs> and I think <laughs> it's the only place we eat. <laughs> the only place I know. You seriously. don't usually hear guys saying that. It's yeah. Yeah. Guys like Crown Burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Your yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I think we're, we were probably there for two hours just yeah. talking about our different struggles. And I think at that point, um, you mentioned that like I was just like so nonchalant yeah. about like I have an eating disorder and that's actually something that I um, have been kind of intentional about doing every now and then at least. Yeah. I don't, you know, don't love talking about it sometimes, yeah. um, but I've found that when I share, it often opens opportunities for me to be able to talk to other people who are struggling with it. Totally. And so that was just like a really cool, it was honestly like a healing moment for me in that process to be able to just, I remember sitting across the table from you and just being like, I want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that it's going to get better. Like, cause I, I think especially for anyone struggling initially with any sort of disordered eating, eating disorder, that it just feels like a, you know, yeah. thousand, has a thousand pound, you. <laughs> yes, boulder yeah. that is just on your back and you were thinking about it consistently. And I just remember having thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I am going to have to carry this rock on my back for the rest of my life. And yeah. this is just so heavy. And it's, you know, the first thing that I think about when I wake up and it's the last thing I think about when I go to bed. And, um, I'm just so grateful that hasn't been the case. So just to be able to, that was very healing for me to be able to just look at you and say, I promise it's going to get better. Yeah. And I didn't wow. believe her at first. I will say that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. This is the yeah. hardest thing. Yeah. But I w- preparing for this podcast. I actually was going through my notes and I have one of all about everything I've learned through my eating disorder. And I have notes from my lunch with Maddie yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. on there. So, so yeah. it was special divine design. Yeah. yeah. For sure. You know, it's Bonnie and I always talked about how, you know, Kennedy's roommates, you know, you know, we knew you first. We've known you for a long time. You're you're one of the fam. Yeah. And so are you, Maddie. And we just love you guys because, you know, knowing that she was struggling, you know, parents can do their part and we should. And I I try. But when they can connect like this um, with you guys, um, it just was an answer to our prayers as well. So. I just want you guys to know, we talk about all the time, like, especially at your wedding when you guys were all there, we're like, you guys are the coolest (laughs) group and the coolest roommates. And again, with the highs and the lows, again, you're human. We go through things, right? But to be able to have you guys connect on a level that I probably couldn't connect with my daughter on that level that you did and that you have Mm -hmm. with her. I mean, she's told me how many times she's opened up to you and that you've been there, you know, for her as well. And I'm sure goes both ways for all of you but i just want you guys to know how much we appreciated just the way you guys you know came together as friends it was really cool to watch yeah Mm. thank you and it really just felt like a family we always call ourselves the friend fam Mm -hmm. because (laughs) it's more than just a friendship like it genuinely is like a sisterhood like we've been there through the breakups and the eating disorders and the long nights and the good times and the trips to Hawaii and the happy yeah. day. It's the good and the bad. And at the end of the day, like we're, we're always there for each other. Yeah. Like in, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Grand fam. Yeah. So, um, I think, let me ask you this. We'll start with you, Annie, you yeah. know, obviously going through college 
and having roommates and this and that. What were, you know, I think, because when I look at you guys, like, and I think if people look out from the outside, oh, these girls, they're beautiful. They seem confident. They got it all. What's their problems, right? <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you we guys. We have plenty. I know. <laughs> not, what's not but their like, problem? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, Annie, maybe from your perspective, what are, you know, n- not just maybe what you've gone through, and you can share that too, yeah. but just what, what, what do you think the average girl goes through when they're going through college and, and yeah. all of these ups and downs and trying to date and find a, a, a husband maybe eventually or not. Or, I mean, just talk yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. We were driving here and I was like, what should I share on the podcast as far as like struggles go? Because I have a laundry list. But, <laughs> um, we can just focus in on, yeah, college specifically. Um, I think for me, coming off of my mission was one of the hardest times of my life. Like. Mm. I had served 18 months with total purpose. Like I knew what I was doing from six in the morning until 1030 PM at night. And my purpose was really important, like teaching people about the gospel and about their loving heavenly father and Jesus Christ. And then I got home from my mission and everything just shifted. It was like, okay, like, that's not necessarily my purpose anymore. Like now I have to go to school for me. I have to go to work for me. I have to date for me. And I just felt like everything I was doing was so selfish. It was like, I really, really missed just the joy and fulfillment that comes from um, like serving a mission and serving other people. So I struggled with that for a little bit and (laughs) I actually reached out to my mission president who was still serving and he gave me really good advice and he said, what you're doing right now is not selfish. It is helping you prepare for the next phase of your life, like and yeah. gaining an education and dating um, and doing all these things that feel selfish. Like they're not like you're actually helping your, your future husband and your future kids. So yeah. it was kind of an I- identity crisis in a way coming off of the mission. Um, but once I got to school and I met my people, cause like I genuinely, like I met these guys within four, four or five months of being down at BYU. So (laughs) I immediately found my circle, found my people. Um, So I never really had like issues with friends, but it was more with the boys. (laughs) Those dang boys, boys, right? (laughs) (laughs) It was the boys and and we don't need to go into too much detail, but just like (laughs) I did my fair share of dating and I was like kind of always the girl with like a boyfriend. Not that I needed that, but it just like happened. Like I'd end a relationship and suddenly yeah. found myself in another one. And some of them, <laughs> everyone's laughing. We love you. you know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Some of them were fun and lighthearted. And then there were some relationships that really just like shook me yeah. and gave me serious trust issues yeah. that bled into even the relationship with my current husband. Like yeah. we figured it out. But sure. like, when we first started dating, like I was very hesitant. I was uneasy to jump into a relationship. I still had like all of these like yeah. fears and anxieties and I'd been hurt and all of this stuff, um, which is totally normal to hear. Like when you're dating, it's very vulnerable. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely had my heart broken a couple of times mm-hmm. before I met my, my guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those, those are some big ones that I think probably most girls in college can relate with. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine you can chime in just like the stresses of just trying to, there's like a lot of pressure, you know, mm-hmm. you got to have a career, you got to finish school, you've got yeah. to date, you've got to maybe find the one you love. And I mean, 
isn't there a lot of pressure and all that? You put social media on top of all that. That's Talk what about I was going to say yeah. is that like there's all those normal pressures and like trying to figure yourself out. Like you said, like even having a little bit of like an identity crisis. Yeah. But then it's like we have social media right there. And so it's just so easy to compare and it's yeah. hard to I think it makes it really hard to make a decision because you're like, oh, well, there's this and this and that. And you just yeah. like know all the options that are out there. Um, and it can just really make it difficult to hone in on like, okay, who am I and what do I want to do? And like, what do I want to bring to the world? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I teach my clients, uh, the definition of depression is trying, uh, pretending to be someone you're not. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what happens. I think we're trying to fit in so much, you know, and I know Kennedy, you've struggled with some of this. Um, but think about that pretending to be someone you're not Mm -hmm. we're always trying to fit in over here or fit over here and we've almost kind of lost that the identity crisis you're Mm -hmm. talking about annie is who am i Mm -hmm. like who am i really without without the mission without school without the social media strip all that away who am i right right and what do you guys think of that what how that plays a part in it and maybe what do you think yeah um i don't know i think and it's it's hard because it's a different situation for everyone. I think we've been really blessed being able to cross paths with each other because yeah. mm-hmm. we've gone through similar things. And like I feel like we're all at a point now in our lives that even though we do struggle, but we all kind of have found our purpose. But we've all been at a mm-hmm. point where we don't like we necessarily didn't know who we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely something that I struggled with was not necessarily knowing who, who was like, who is Kennedy? And I feel like, um, because of the struggles I had, I, I let my, my struggles identify who Kennedy is, yeah. my eating disorder, depression. Um, something funny that I will share is a negative belief that I had as a child is I am 5'11 and I am tall and, <laughs> and that sounds funny, <laughs> but like, I let that define me for so long. Sorry, why am I the crier today? This is not fair. <laughs> it's usually me. You're like your dad. I, I cry yes, and everything. So my dad. Good. Um, it's a safe place. I love it. But it's something that like I always struggled with. And it wasn't until I met these friends, which is so funny, but like for my birthday last year, I bought my first pair of like tall boots and it was like i'm just gonna own it i'm gonna wear boots with heels and they were like this is your goal for your your 24th year yeah you're gonna be tall and i did and literally met my six five husband a month later (laughs) (laughs) it was all about the boots yeah (laughs) and we were all so excited i remember we were like you know you're trying i think you were probably going on a date or going out or something and you're like do i wear them we were like wear them yeah They're very supportive. If I was wearing tall boots to make me not feel as tall, they would also wear tall shoes, which is great uh, friends to have. But sure. so I think aside from like, you know, the social media, school, career, I think we've all struggled with things from that we've grown up believing about right, ourselves, you know, sure. and um, which doesn't help when there's social media and trying to figure out school and career. You're just comparing yourself a lot. I think comparison is big in yeah. college. Yeah, I think, um, what do they say? Comparison's the thief, thief of joy. joy. Totally. How true yep. is that? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm having a great day. And then I start comparing to that person mm-hmm. next to me. It's like, oh, man, I feel horrible. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what? Absolutely. Right. right? And it's, it's funny. When we think of it logically, we go, why would we do that? 
Yeah. Like, why would we do that? Mm-hmm. But we, we all struggle with that on some level. We're always like, oh, man, I thought I was doing good till I compared myself to that person. Yeah. You know? And it's little do you know, they're probably comparing their oh, for sure. to yeah, you. Right. You know, yeah. they look at you and think you are, like, yeah. the coolest person ever. And so right. I yeah. think it's just, yeah, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. I think the biggest bully in the world is our own thoughts, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Very well said. Thank you for sharing that. So, I mean, and I love just hearing you guys how you had each other's backs. <laughs> you know, you're supposed hey, wear the boots, wear, wear the, the boots. boots you know? <laughs> but what I'm hearing, and I want to hear your thoughts, it sounds like you guys communicated a lot to, with each other. 100%. So how, why mm-hmm. is that important, do you think? Um, just not in general, but just as roommates and to, to survive this college years, you know, if you, if, if you will. Yeah, I I feel like we've talked about this a lot before just because I I feel like if, at least from my experience I haven't really found friendships quite like these. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like this feels different and we've tried to pinpoint it and we really have kind of nailed it down to like we just talk about our problems. Like we if we mm-hmm. ever have an issue or if something ever comes up, we're not like brushing it under the rug. We're mm-hmm. not pretending like it didn't happen. Like if our feelings are hurt, we're not going to sit in silence and suffer. Like we will talk about them. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the number one like key to a successful relationship is just being able to communicate and living together, especially like even just little things like dishes. <laughs> <laughs> we were, Kennedy. Cute well, Kennedy. <laughs> we were joking what? in the car up here because... Uh-huh. We are clean people. We are very clean very people. Clean people. But the sink was always so <laughs> full. And it would be so funny because everyone would say, oh, well, none of those are mine. But everyone would say that. So it's like, well, someone's we dishes are someone's dishes. Someone happened to put that, yeah. right? And so it's like, well, it was just, it's like the running joke. Like, yes. well, those aren't mine. Well, like, yeah. I, I, have, I didn't do I it. Like, in this Welcome week. to every family in the world right I there. I didn't eat this right? week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. So big things and little things um, were always talked about. And I think that's what has kept our relationship alive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and, and I'll just like I'll say to that um, that I think each of us has definitely had our disagreements at times. And we've yeah. gone sure. through like um, differences. Like, I mean, I even I think 2020 was hard on everyone oh, with sure. relationships yeah. and mm-hmm. just everything with COVID and politics and we each had different ways of viewing what was going on and different opinions about things. And, um, I think that at the end of the day, like Anne said, we were good at communicating and talking about things, but like in any successful relationship, there's been give and take in our relationships and that Mm -hmm. we have chosen to love each other and we've chosen to forgive and to make amends instead of letting some of those Mm -hmm. um, problems come between us but every i don't want to like paint this picture of i mean we have a pretty like as far as friend groups go like this is just a special friend group but (laughs) i think the thing that's kind of kept us together and made it even more special is that we have had some bigger disagreements or conflicts different ways of viewing the world and we've let that refine ourselves like i, I learned so many different things from kennedy and annie and instead of letting those differences separate us we've yeah. let them bring us together as we've sought to understand and love each other through the difficult times wow so. that's beautiful mm-hmm. that's how cool is that <laughs> right? and i think it's a matter of choosing each other like yes. as cheesy as that sounds yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like 
I'm married, so I'm going to compare everything to marriage. <laughs> that's a new thing for me. But it's like you have to choose your person every day. And the same thing goes with like your friend group. Like yeah. you're not going to let, you know, little issues or big issues get in between your friends if you love them and you value that friendship and you want it to last forever. So mm-hmm. we always just kept that mindset that like no matter what, like we will grow old together and we will be friends until the end of forever because we're, we're choosing that. So Wow. Beautiful. Wow. And I, well, I think like one thing with communication is like, if we didn't communicate with each other, we wouldn't be able to relate with each other. Like Maddie mm-hmm. communicated to me like, Hey, I struggle with an eating disorder. And it's like, wow, it's almost like free therapy for me because now I have Maddie <laughs> to go talk to. <laughs> or like yeah. there's times where we've all had different low points in our life. Like I remember having conversations with Annie where we both just felt super low, but we were able to talk with each other and it's like, okay, now mm-hmm. I'm aware that you're, you're at a low point. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, what can I do to help you or what yeah. can we do to help each other? Yeah. And totally. I mean, some of my most favorite memories living in this house. So we lived in a house right by Utah Lake and it's a <laughs> gross lake, but we wanted to swap. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make it the cutest house. So we call it the coastal cottage, like as yes. if we live on the coast, yeah. but yeah. we don't. It's on the coast. So <laughs> some of my favorite memories in the coastal cottage is late night therapy sessions in yeah. the yeah. hallway of just like let's talk. Let's, you know, it's 2am. We're laughing. We're just having the best time. We're crying. And we're like, what can, how can I help you? I just think Uh. that like communicating has just helped us like become more of ourselves Mm -hmm. because we're able to communicate with each other and like help each other. So it's been really cool. Dang. That's so awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the coastal cottage. Yeah. The coastal I, cottage. I will say, I feel like because we were able to communicate, it made um, it made our home feel safe. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Like anything went. We could say anything and we wouldn't be judged for it. If we made a mistake, we weren't going to be judged for it. If we went out with that boy, like we weren't going to be judged for it. It's <laughs> yeah, like right. we just loved each other. And like because we have this place where we can come home and like kind of leave the world and just like you know, talk yeah. about everything. It, it really just felt safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think parents listening to this, like, I don't think they have a clue of what their son or daughter goes through when they head off to college. Yeah. Like, like what's really going on. Right. And how lucky it is. I think this is a special group because that you guys are willing to talk you know, Kennedy talked about it all the time, and she's like, I am exhausted. I'm like, why? She goes, oh, we were up till three or four in the morning, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, we pounded some monsters. Yeah. We, 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 we plowed through it, but you guys, it was just, it's cool that you guys had each other's back in that way. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think it's rare. I, I really do. I know, you know, I work with a lot of uh, college boys who, boys are a little different. They just maybe don't open up as much. I don't know why it is. I'm not saying that they never yeah. do that, but yeah. to, they just don't. They, they'll they just sit in their pain. They'll just sit in it. You know, I can't share it with my roommate. He'd think oh, I'm weak or whatever. So how cool it is to see that you guys are just so open with your struggles and how cool, you know, when you, <laughs> when you said, oh yeah, I've struggled with that too. Like how you just owned it. Um, mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to speak at the Utah State Prison And before I got up to speak, they had three inmates get up before me. And one of the inmates, when he finished his talk, he said to the whole group, there was 120 inmates in there. He said, if you don't own your story, it owns you. Mm. And and you just owned it. And because you owned it, it allowed her, my daughter, to be able to go, oh, 
I can now talk to you. But I, again, how healing and powerful that is. And then, and vice versa, you own what you've struggled with, Annie, and, and vice versa. And just, I think that's the theme I'm hearing here is own what you're going through. It's okay, mm-hmm. right? You're not, you're not a, a bad person if you're struggling with this or that. I don't yeah. know. What do you guys think of that, of owning it? I think that's, I mean, I think it's hard to get to that point to own yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's on your own. It's definitely hard. Um, and not to just keep jumping back to social media, but that's such a big part of our lives is social media. I mean, I, I feel like I'm okay with it now because I'm married. <laughs> I feel like it was like, oh, you always have to be up on your social media because you're in the dating zone and you're trying to meet new people and <laughs> all this stuff. But I feel like it can be hard to own your story because you don't want other people to perceive that about you. Mm-hmm. But in like in reality, like like I said, I thought Maddie was the coolest person because I was like, oh my gosh, you struggle like I do. <laughs> like that's really cool. And so I just think like I 100% think owning your story is so important, but it can be hard to get there. Really, <clears throat> really hard to get there. Mm-hmm. So why is it, I want to hear your thoughts. Why is it we look at other people and you go, they're amazing, which you are, all of you are. <laughs> But isn't it funny that we can easily spot it in other people, but we struggle seeing it in ourselves? Because, you know, the way you view, the way she talks about you too all the time, I'm not kidding you. Like it's, and we were, that's why Bonnie and I were always so grateful. Like, man, these girls, this is awesome to have friends like that in college. Um, Why is that, do you think? Why do we struggle so much seeing that greatness and that awesomeness in ourselves? Hmm. It's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, it is a tough question. I I don't know if this is. I just had one thought that came to me initially, and that is that I think sometimes we think all of that's just supposed to come naturally. We're, we mm. think that confidence is just yeah. supposed to come naturally, and for some people it does. Yeah. But I think for most people, it's something that you have to work for. Like Mm -hmm. even, you know, Kennedy talks about me just nonchalantly (laughs) bringing that up. But I'm like, there are years of work and therapy and really digging in. Yeah, exactly. That led to that. And then a conscious decision to like, if it's going to help someone, I'm going to share my story. You know, even coming on this podcast, I was kind of like, oh, do I talk about it? Do I not? (laughs) You know, like, but it's like, you know what? If it's going to help someone, then absolutely. So just, yeah, kind of that, what Kennedy said a little bit, but just like, confidence and seeing and believing the good in ourselves mm-hmm. can take work. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. If you're a person that needs to put some work into it, that that's totally fine. Yeah. And I would say that um, I think it's good to work for those things because then you're not going to lose them as easily. Yeah. Wow. Very well said. Should yeah. Like um, well, just kind of going along with work. Um, I think a lot of times me, my like included, like, Going to college, it's kind of like you kind of follow the same routine that everyone else does. So I have to graduate in a s- X amount of years. I have to have a career, that, you know, by this mm-hmm. time and all these things. And when I finally decided to get help, um, I decided not to go to school that next semester. Mm-hmm. And that was hard for me because I'm like, I'm not following the plan, at the what the everyone no- else is doing. Norm, you know, yeah. the norm. Yeah. And it was really hard because I was embarrassed. Pe- I would be on a date and they're like, so what are you doing? And I'm like working and going to therapy like that's cool <laughs> you know like oh I mean I wouldn't tell them therapy but I just like oh I'm just working right now yeah. but like I don't have my degree yet 
And that was really hard for me. Like I almost yeah. didn't want to go on dates because I'm like, I don't want to have to tell people that I'm not doing the norm, which yeah. is sad. But I think if I could tell anyone anything, it's be selfish and take time for yourself. Like get the help, get yeah. the help that you need. And I'm sure any of those dates or even my friends, like it didn't even phase them that I wasn't in school. Like no one was probably like, you don't have your degree yet. Like you're 20, <laughs> you're 22 and you don't have your degree yet. How dare you? You know? And it's like, okay. Like I think we just think that there's this norm that we need to follow, but it's yeah. okay to not, it's okay to take time. And like the best thing I ever did was get therapy and get help. Yeah. And love that. as hard as it was, I remember having to call my mom <laughs> and say, I need help. And that yeah. was hard because yeah. I mean, Thankfully, my eating disorder wasn't to a point where I had to, you know, go into a facility check or my depression somewhere. wasn't bad enough that I had to check in somewhere. But like I was just um, I feel like there's a stigma about mental illnesses or, you know, mm -hmm. eating disorders and things like that. Addictions, all the things. And if I could tell anyone anything is that it's it's almost cool to have something like that because I feel like you can just relate with some. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not cool in the moment. It's so hard. Yeah. But you've always, I mean, you told me, Kennedy, one day this is going to be your superpower. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this, is quiet, the, like this is the hardest <laughs> thing. Kind of like what Maddie said, like, yeah. it's something that I feel like I'm going to have to face the rest of my life. And I felt that way. And I, I do. I, I mean, there's days where mm -hmm. it's like, sure, I'm going to eat three or four, co four cookies because I want to, you know, and it's, <laughs> you kind of have those struggles every now and then, but it, it really, if you, if you let it, yeah. If you let yourself kind of identify with it and, and work with it, it really can be your superpower. Absolutely. So. And I'll Thank just you. chime in there and say that you that was so inspired as a dad for you to say to Kennedy because it yeah. is her superpower now. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Kennedy is one of the most loyal friends that I've ever had. And when I'm having a bad day, oh my gosh, okay, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> but even just the other week, um, I've gone through a lot of just like changes yeah. recently and I was mm -hmm. struggling a little bit. And um, I was working from home and Ken had texted me and I kind of told her, like, I was honest, just like, oh, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah. And she is just so cute. She came over and brought this Clean Simple Eats pumpkin cake that she had made, <laughs> this like healthy pumpkin cake. And she just sat on the floor in my mm -hmm. bedroom and worked while I worked and just sat there with me and talked to me and and listened to me. And she's shown up for, I think, all of us. I think we can all say those moments where Ken has just like mm -hmm. shown up and been the friend yeah. that we've yeah. needed. And I think a lot of that has come from those different struggles that she's had. So I'm so grateful that she decided to own who she is to own her struggles to work through them because it's blessed my life yeah. so much. I can retweet so. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I'd like a yeah. slice of that cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it was good. No, I bet it sounded good. Yeah. No, again, that's so cool. Again, that you guys are so open that way. And I think anyone listening to this, that is the key is communicating when you're struggling. And as a parent, coming from my from our perspective, a lot of times we're like, "Oh, our kids are doing great. They're fine. They're doing awesome." Seriously, like mm -hmm. we, you know, and most of the time they probably are. But I love it that you actually reached out to mom and said, "I'm struggling," because we're always like, "Oh, you are. <laughs> Hello, we're up here going. I thought everything was great." Yeah. You know, but I think you know, kids listening to this right now, if you're struggling, tell your parents or yeah. tell a friend or sit down. I mean. It is hard to, to say that sometimes totally. I'm struggling, but man, that's a powerful thing to do. So I just encourage anyone listening to this to 
to make sure you reach out to someone and say, it's okay to say I'm struggling. Totally. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I also think just you're kind of addressing parents for a second, especially like in the beginning. And it's, you know, parents be a safe space for your kids. Yeah. Where no matter what they're going through or when they make mistakes, just be a safe place for them to be able to come and to know that they will be loved and accepted even if they make mistakes. Yeah. I think that's something my parents have done really well for me. Yeah. Um, and something that, that has blessed my life a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have a lot of people that are listening to this right now who, I mean, they've, they've been estranged from their families. They've gone through some horrific things. So... For those in those situations, reach out to a friend, reach out to us, right? Totally. Reach out to these three girls, yeah. which we're going to, we're <laughs> yes. going to allow that if they want to, we'll, we'll say that at the end. But And I don't say that lightly, by the way, guys, and that that's your superpower. I mean, look at, look at how you handled it with her. I mean, it's your superpower. And had you not gone through all that work, you wouldn't be in a position to, to have been a, a rock for her and vice versa. Look at all that you've been through and how you've had to, and again, and, and I know a lot of you might still be going through stuff and you know, again, mm -hmm. I don't know all about your lives, but it really does that extra work ends up being the strength that we need. And it does, it becomes a superpower. Totally. You know? So how let's, I want to ask you, each one of you, how has your faith helped you through these times as well? And how, I mean, what does that mean to you yeah. and why is that important to you yeah um the first this is annie by the way yes <laughs> hi annie here <laughs> <laughs> um i think the first thing that comes to my mind is just identity mm -hmm. and knowing who i am mm. like knowing that i am and and this is my belief it might not be everybody's but i believe that i am a child of god and that i have divine potential and that I have, you know, an older brother, Jesus Christ, who's there to help me out whenever mm -hmm. I need anything that I can pray and receive help and inspiration and guidance for my life. Mm -hmm. And I believe that everyone has access to that as well. So when you're in the trenches, like whether it is a breakup or an eating disorder or the comparison on social media or feeling less than or feeling left out, like whatever it may be. Like my faith has helped me to know that like there are brighter days ahead mm -hmm. and um, that like my worth is is always there. Like Heavenly Father will never think less of me. Yeah. Um, I will always be, you know, his his daughter. So yeah. that carries me through through the hardest of times. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thank yeah. you. What do you think, Maddie, on that? Oh man, this is kind of a hard question for me um, mm -hmm. because in all honesty, I, uh, the last few years have had different struggles with my faith mm -hmm. on and off in trying mm -hmm. to decide what I believe and how I want to live my life. And, yeah. um, you know, I've had a lot of, um, maybe we won't go into details, but um, a lot of my um, immediate and extended family members have left the church that I was raised in mm -hmm. and um, have shared with me the reasons that they mm -hmm. have left and have shared with me some of their feelings of anger and, and bitterness. Sure, yeah. And um, that's been hard to sit with. And for a while, it was really hard for me to kind of decide like, okay, well, what's, what's my path going to be? You're right. Um, 
And I'm grateful to feel like I'm kind of on the other end of that now. Mm -hmm. But one thing I would say that I just like that my faith has done for me and my belief in Jesus Christ as Savior has done for me is that it's given me hope, especially even like through some of those faith struggles that I never thought I would have, you know? Yeah. Um, Just to know um, that I can have hope for a better world, for a better life, to understand the principle that I'm an agent to act and not to be acted upon, that I, you know, I can't always control what happens to me and I can't even control how some of those things impact me, but I can control the kind of person that I become because of those things. And I think recognizing that and holding on to that and recognizing that faith is a choice mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. has been something that's been really powerful for me and it's been really cool it was cool for me even just to sit and listen to Annie talk about um kind of her faith because she came in my life uh, right when all of this kind of started oh, happening okay. yeah and has just been kind of a rock for me and has helped me in a lot of ways with that so yeah. um I think, yeah, those principles of just hope, things will get better, they can get better, mm-hmm. and I'm the one who can um, can make things get better. You know, I get to choose that for my myself. Yeah, very well said, and thanks for your vulnerability on that. Mm-hmm. I know it's, you know, it, th- this can be a touchy situation, and there's a lot of people who are in your same boat. I say this all the time to my clients, that adversity is the wake-up call to your greatness. Mm. And I think no matter if it's faith, if it's a depression, uh, if it's uh, school, if it's friendships, if whatever our struggles are, I think it's always trying to wake us up Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, wake up to your greatness, you know, and so thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I really say this and believe this, that the amount of vulnerability we're willing to express will be equal to the amount of happiness we'll experience in life. So when vulnerability goes up, happiness goes up. When mm-hmm. vulnerability goes down, happiness goes down. So not only thank you for being vulnerable here, Maddie, for a minute there, um, but just all of you, <laughs> the vulnerability <laughs> you guys show with each other. I mean, that's why you guys are happy with each other. Yeah. I mean, ul- ultimately, right? Yeah. And to see that. So anyway, thanks for, uh, I just had these thoughts as you were saying that. Yeah. Really yeah, powerful. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ken? Yeah. Um, I think one thing my faith has done for me is given me a greater, um, love and understanding for other people. Um, but I think that first had to come for like from a place of loving and understanding my, like myself. And I really loved what Annie said. Um, and I, I think it's one thing that Annie, it's like her gift. Like she genuinely is friends (laughs) with everyone, everyone, (laughs) Annie knows everyone and everyone knows Annie and everyone loves Annie. And I think like through their examples and through my own struggles and, you know, struggles of loved ones that I've like, Mm -hmm. that I have, I've just really come to know through my faith that like, that I, I can just, I feel like I have the ability to just love people for who they are now. Right. You could have asked me this 20 or in 2020, and because I didn't love myself, there's no, I couldn't find a way to love other people. I really struggled with that because I just genuinely couldn't find that in myself. And through my, my savior and my brother, Jesus Christ, um, I've been able to, you know, get picked up along the way. And I feel like I'm, I'm at a place now in my faith where I, um, 
I genuinely feel my heavenly father's love or, or God or your higher power, or whoever it may be, mm-hmm. this love that he has for you. And, and I genuinely believe that I think he loves all of us. And I've been able to experience, I think I've been lucky enough to experience that because I, I think I, I'm able to see people for who they are because of the faith that I have. Yeah. So. Beautifully said. Thank yeah. you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my daughter, by the way. He's <laughs> <laughs> calling him sweetheart. What's that? What's <laughs> thank you, guys. That's I know that sometimes that's a very vulnerable question as well, but mm-hmm. thank you so much. Um, a couple more things. I, you know, I want to hear from you guys. If if a parent right now is getting ready to send their kids off to college, <laughs> is there any advice that, not just to the parents, but maybe to that kid who's going to embark in college and what? Is there one thing you could tell them that would help them, you know, just be re- a little more prepared or a little more ready? And maybe there is, I know there's a million things you could tell them probably, but Annie, is there anything that maybe comes to mind that you could maybe yeah. share? Less time to think than these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I put you right on the spot. That's yeah. okay. I kind of <laughs> thought about this a little bit before. Um, so two things come to my mind and... Like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but, like, I genuinely think it matters. And that is just, like, live your life and don't don't really care about what other people are going to think about you. Yeah. Like, people in college will judge you. People will have their own opinions about you. But, like, if you're just a good, kind person doing your best, like, that's all that matters. And, like, don't get caught up in what are they saying about me? Like, what are yeah. they what are they thinking? Um, the second thing that comes to my mind, and this is applicable to anyone going to college or honestly, I think just life in general, but it's something that's helped me a ton, especially as we've been like talking about social media today. And that is just, um, gratitude, like, Mm. like focus on what you do have rather than what you don't have. And what you do have will be enough. Like, like don't worry about what trip, you know, so-and-so is going on or, you know, who went on a date with this boy or like whatever it is just focus on okay like this is my life this is what my life looks like this is what I have and that's that's all I need so I think gratitude has been actually super healing for me yeah gratitude's powerful thank you Mm -hmm. Maddie you might have had less time to think, but you took mine. So. <laughs> that's okay. If it's the same thing, it's okay. It's all good. I feel like gratitude is such a big one. Um, <laughs> I've tried to keep a gratitude journal, and I'm not always consistent with it. Um, mm-hmm. But I notice a significant difference in my life when I'm focusing yeah. on gratitude and being intentional with that versus not. And there's... Um, a phrase and I actually I want to get this like put on a little thing and frame it and put in my room but it just this like phrase of my grass is always greener you know because I think so many times like we've talked about earlier it's like it just seems like the grass is greener on the other side like yeah other people aren't struggling they seem fine or this or that and it's just kind of that mentality of you know like my grass is always greener and that's because I water my grass I take care of myself and I do I like these that. things wow. um Love that, yeah. Yeah, and I want that plaque in my. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Okay, if you ever, make us all one. Yeah, Maddie's the queen of quotes. So if you ever need some sort of motivational quote, go to Maddie. That's awesome. Yes, that was. And I'm getting you for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Hmm, that would be a good idea. (laughs) We can all hang them up. The same thing. I love it. Exactly. Um, (laughs) yeah. So gratitude, and then also, I would just say don't be afraid to make mistakes. 
you know yeah. like it's accept that you're going to make them and it's a part of life and you know for me I started out college thinking I was gonna study one thing and then I switched and then I switched back and then I finished all the prerequisites to apply to the nursing program and realized I didn't want to do it and so then I switched and it delayed me being able to like finish school because I had to wait to apply to the program yeah. but that program is where I met Annie you mm -hmm. know what I mean which is yeah. like it's just interesting yeah. to Kennedy. see and then Kennedy yeah. yeah exactly I wouldn't be here if those things hadn't happened but in the middle I was just so yeah frustrated with like why can't I make a decision and I don't feel any <laughs> clarity about like yeah. one thing that I'm yeah. supposed to do or a particular path that's yeah. right and yeah. you just you have to figure out life as you go and yeah. that's totally okay just you know have fun try all the different things and have fun figuring it out wow beautifully said thank you ken um i think for me um, one of the first things i want to say is everything that you are feeling when you leave your house and you go to college and experience something new everyone else is feeling the exact same way mm. and um so you're yeah. not alone um yeah. another thing and i'm gonna steal this from my dad <laughs> um but he always says if you want to be give it away so if you want to be happy, mm -hmm. give away happiness. Go make someone else. Go make someone else's day, and it'll make you happy. If you want to yeah. feel loved, go love mm -hmm. someone else. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think that that's something that I've always tried yeah. to do. Once my dad told me that if you want to be happy, go give it away. If you want whatever you're wanting, go go give it away and give it to someone else. And I think that's helped me a lot. Um, cool. Through my journey in school, so. You, so you were listening. I was listening. Okay. <laughs> I need all to those go years. back and re-listen to this podcast <laughs> and know. take notes on all <laughs> I'm learning from all No, I told you this was going to be Crazy. epic. Seriously, yeah. this is so oh needed, gosh. honestly, guys. Yeah. And I just want to bounce off of something yeah. that Kennedy said as well. Um, something that I really have loved about your our friend group is that it's kind of like an inside thing mm -hmm. that whenever one of us notices a person that we think is struggling like or maybe we just have like a little prompting like I remember we all went to church one day and we saw this girl and we were just like we should go sit by her mm -hmm. and we went mm. and sat by her and after talked to her and befriended her and added her on social media and it just it's be kind of it became yeah. this culture in our friend group awesome. where we just yeah. would try to be very inclusive and try to be the people who always uplifted others and to be yeah. like even though we have like our very tight bonds and connection is connections as friends it was like hey how can we help other people and befriend other people because like kennedy mm -hmm. said everyone's going through struggles and so i think yeah. to you know make a friend you have to be a friend and it's yeah. just mm -hmm. yeah i don't so know true thank you yeah so cool <laughs> this is good stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> seriously this is like good stuff good stuff um so I'm going to ask you a really tough question. You think those were tough. You wait till this Ooh. one. We'll start, start on that side. We'll start, <laughs> off, yes. we'll start on this direction. Um, I chose a good seat in yeah. the middle. Yeah, yeah, you're going to kind of. Me and Kennedy way. are like. I know, we're like. <laughs> push it over there. Um, yeah. What do you love most about yourself? Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's um, a good one. Wow. Um, I think this is a hard question because it's something that I couldn't answer for a long time. Why am I the crier? <laughs> Start in the middle next time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's something that I, I mean, really, really struggled with. Um, if we want to, you know, 
physical. I could say now that I do love my long legs. I do love being tall. <laughs> as much as I hated it for years, it's like, in a way, my superpower. <laughs> um, but I think now you're in line with everybody else because everyone loved your long legs. Exactly. But I think one thing that I love about myself is my ability to love. I think um, that I, I mean, I've been faced with struggles. I've been faced, you know, um, I've been so blessed to grow up in a great loving family. Um, shout out to the fam. I've had great friends. Um, and I think because I've always just felt so loved, I've gained this love for myself. And now, I mean, I enjoy talking to the person sitting alone or I enjoy, you know, like saying hi to someone at the grocery store. Like I genuinely just feel like I, ha I, mm -hmm. I love my ability to love others. Wow. And awesome. through a lot of work, I'm now able to love people for who they are and for what they believe and what they, you know, whatever their, their struggles are, you know, we might have a lot of differences and might not see eye to eye, but I, I genuinely feel like I can find a love for them. So, yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love Maddie. that. Um, so it's kind of funny, like with any personality tests that I've taken or, uh -huh. you know, career mm. aptitude tests or things like that, I always score very high with empathy. Mm. And I'd say that that's one thing that yeah. I love about myself mm -hmm. is that because I have that attribute, I'm able to connect with so many different kinds of people. Yeah. Like I can genuinely sit down with someone mm -hmm. who just has had such a different life experience for me and enjoy my time with them and connect with them um, on a level that's been just like really special and meaningful for me. And, yeah. you know, I just, yeah, I yeah. love to be able to empathize with others and love connect that. with other people and, she's really and, good at it. and hopefully, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully yeah. help them to feel loved and help them to see what's special about them. Yeah. Cause you feel, you feel what they're going through. You yes. feel it. You don't yep. just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. They're probably struggling. I feel bad for them. Yeah. No, you feel it. Which that, right? Absolutely. Which presents its challenges yes, at times. That I also have be to be heavy. careful yeah, not to kind sure. of have like that. Oops, that um, empathy burnout. Oh, just had a drink malfunction. Over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a drink malfunction, but we're good. We're all good. <laughs> um, have to be careful with it, but I really do love how it lets me connect with other yeah. people. Love that. Thank you, mm -hmm. Annie. Yes. So you had plenty of time to think. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wish the question was we could say what we love about each other because I, I could write a very long list. I know you could, and, yeah, but that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also say that I have been the recipient of Maddie's empathy and mm -hmm. Kennedy's love. So they are like totally mm -hmm. right in line with, with their strengths. Um, for me, I, I feel like I have been very, very blessed, obviously with my circle of friends, like we've been talking about today and, um, I like love and adore my nieces and nephews. I have a great family, like a lot of really amazing people in my life, my husband. And because I love my people so much, I think a strength of mine is loyalty. Like mm -hmm. I am like fiercely loyal, almost to a fault sometimes. <laughs> 
um to the people that i loved yeah. the very most like i want all of my people my friends my family i want them to be safe i want them to be loved i don't want anyone to hurt them right and um and i guess i am that way because of the kind of people that i have in my life wow good good stuff <laughs> you guys are awesome seriously this is so cool seriously this is I mean, one of my favorite episodes. I'm not just saying this because <laughs> my daughter. You say that to are, all of your I really, <laughs> No, I, I, you know, the reason why I'm saying that, though, is so many people need to hear this. Because, again, your perspective, I haven't had this on here before. Yeah. So this is, this is really cool. I really appreciate you guys doing this. Um, I guess this is close to the final question here. What advice, you've already given some good advice, but if there is a girl, we're going to, we'll specifically say girl right now. Mm-hmm that is listening to this podcast who is struggling. They're in a dark place. <sighs> they don't know where to go, where to turn. What's what, what advice would you give that one person who's hearing your voice right now? And we'll start with you. <laughs> start in the middle. Oh, starting no. The, yeah. But like they're just that. imagine that girl right now is listening to you and she needs something. What would you tell her? Hmm. I think kind of something that I touched on earlier and that's that things can get better mm-hmm. that you can have hope. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I think I kind of have thought, you know, as we've talked about our friendship and stuff, like I'm so blessed to have the friends that I do now, but it wasn't always that way. And I, when I was struggling with an eating disorder, like it was very isolating and I felt very alone. And, um, I just had those, like I was in that dark place where I was just like, are things ever going to get better? And I guess that's, that's just what I would say to someone is that it can get better. Take little steps forward Mm -hmm. And things will get better day by day. And someday you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to see all of the progress that you made. Yeah. But just don't give up hope. Yeah. Beautifully said. Ken? Um, yeah. I think kind of to piggyback off of what Maddie said um, and something that my dad's always told me and I think tells his clients, um, but is that you're okay. I think mm-hmm. that's not something that I understood, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. not to keep going back to an eating disorder, whatever struggle you may have, it doesn't define you and you're okay. You're Mm -hmm. okay. That thing is your superpower and it doesn't feel like it in the moment. There were, there's going to be dark times. Um, and that's normal and it's hard and, and, um, I wish there weren't those dark times, but I'm grateful for them and just know that you're okay and you're not alone. And, don't let that little thing define you. Let it lift you up and let it power you. Dang. So. Love it. Mm. How about you, Annie? What yeah. would you say? Um, right along with, with them that there really is light at the end of the tunnel and you just have to be patient day by day. Like, I think just knowing that in your mind is, is extremely important. Um, And if you're in a place where you can, like, I feel like what has pulled me out of some of the darkest times is getting outside of myself and just going and serving somebody else. Like, Mm -hmm. I truly believe that service is the best, like, 
remedy out there to sadness, depression, like whatever it is. Like if you're going through mm-hmm. a very hard time, like someone else's as well, and it gets your mind off of yourself even just yeah. for a second, not to make your struggles feel small or anything like that. Like you're validated yeah. in how you're feeling, but go help someone else. And I promise like you'll feel happier. You'll yeah. feel more, more full or mo- more joy. Love that. You know, Maddie, since you're the quote girl, would you would you read that out loud for our listeners? Absolutely. The most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there is nothing wrong with you. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll thank you for reading that. It's it's a quote near and dear to me. I have people sitting on this very couch who are heroin addicts, drug addicts, they've been to prison, they've blown up their lives, they've lost their family, they lost loved ones. And I have them read that on day one. And nine, nine times out of 10, almost 10 out of 10, they start crying. And I'll say, have you ever heard that before? And they'll say, never. And the truth is, like you said, despite our struggles, you're still okay. Mm-hmm. Meaning it doesn't feel okay, but that's, that's the issue is that really you are, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> and I think having great friends like you guys have been to each other. I think that's ultimately what happened. Correct me if I'm wrong, that when you're struggling and Annie's helped you, she ultimately just made you realize you're okay. Right. And, and, and when you were struggling, Maddie and Kennedy talked to you, ultimately she was basically telling you you're okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, is that, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. How powerful that is. Seriously, you guys are amazing. <laughs> any final words, any final comments before we wrap it up? Anything um, else you'd like to add or say? I don't know. A funny joke? I don't know. What, <laughs> what do you got? You know? Um, Kennedy's queen of the jokes. I know. I was going to oh. say we're looking to <laughs> <at> you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Well, I, I'm just going to say I all of you, I what I love about all three of you is the vulnerability, period. Right? But I, if I was to add, I would say you're definitely one of the kindest people I've ever met. Bonnie would say the same thing. Maddie, you're the most energetic, competitive person I think I've <laughs> met outside of a few other people that I may know. But I love that about you. You are. Thank I mean, you. this this girl, ticks me, it ticks me off. She shows up at the Spartan. It's never trained for it. The day, day before she decides to sign up and I watch her run right past me on the mountain <laughs> i've been training for six months and uh and oh, she's man. like oh yeah i hadn't trained but i'm good and she's bouncing off I the mountains still but, cannot believe i did that but that I, was a very that rash decision that but i just want you to know thing. that really was so <laughs> impressive to me honestly you know Thank and you. and what i love about you ken i mean the list goes on and on and on but just again you you and i are so much alike in our family <laughs> Yeah. And we're kind of all or nothing. We're kind of, and it's just kind of nice to have someone who's gone through what I've gone through. So yeah. um, just kind of like when you knew Maddie was struggling, it's just nice to know, not that I'm glad you're going yeah. through it, but to know that, hey, you know, I've been through this and I'm able to give back, but yeah. to see how you've risen above this yeah. and have worked at it, you're, you're the hardest worker around these things. Mm-hmm. You truly are. <laughs> yeah. And that is impressive. So anyway well, i love you guys can i say Seriously. one last thing just a little shout out to my dad yeah <laughs> um yeah. i mean i started studying psychology and i was always like i want to do what my dad does i want to help people yeah. and um i mean i'd never had my own struggles i was like well i'm not a recovered addict like how am i supposed to relate with these people i've never i mean i had struggles but nothing yeah. that i felt like i could help someone with and then only a couple months later <laughs> um I felt like my world was crashing, but I just want to say, like, I've always wanted to be like my dad. I've always wanted to help people. And 
Um, it might not seem like I listen to you, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been helpful. And um, I have people all the time tell me how great you are. So oh, we're going to flip it on you. Thank you, you are. You're a great, <laughs> thank you. great oh, leader thank you. and example. The appreciate truly it. great make other people believe that they are great too. That's oh, you. Thank you. That means a lot. Another quote by Matt. Another <laughs> quote by Matt. End <laughs> quote. Yeah. She's going to she trademark that. In quotes, actually. <laughs> in quotes. Well, I, you know, I, I get a lot of people when we, when I post these podcasts that they might want to ask you guys a question. Again, if you're comfortable sharing how they can get a hold of you, great. If you're not, that's okay too. They can reach out to me and I can direct them to you if you want. But um, if would you guys want them to reach out to you if they have a question? Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what would be the best way, Annie, for if someone wanted to ask you Annie specifically a question? Yeah. What um, would be the best way? You you, you can send an you can do a social email. media handle yeah. or you could do an email. Yeah. Whatever you're most comfortable with. I have literally eighty thousand unread emails, so if you <laughs> yeah. me, I, I was will like, not see it. So probably social media. Okay. Yeah. So how would they do that? What do you want me to drop that here? Yeah. <laughs> drop, drop it here. Drop, drop it here. <laughs> um, at Annie H. Reese. So okay. A-N-N-I-E-H-R-E-E-S. And yes, I'd be more than happy to, to talk. And I love connecting with people. Great. So please okay. reach out. Awesome. Maddie? Yeah, same for me. Probably okay. Instagram is the best way to go. Yeah. My handle's at Maddie Ann, but it's M A D. Y Y Y A N N E, all the all the the handles, yeah. <laughs> Hat trick. That was me desperately just trying to find a handle that worked with my yeah, name, right, and all of them yeah. had been taken. So Maddie, yeah. Maddie with three Ann. Y's. Maddie, yeah. Maddie, Ann. Ann. <laughs> I love it. Um, probably same for me. Social media. Kay. It's at Kennedy Ray, um, spelled different. So it's K E N I D E E. R-A-Y-E. Love it. I'll put that in the show notes too so people can just get right there from it. Um, but thank you guys. Yeah, Seriously, you. this is so awesome. <laughs> thanks for having um, me. We love being for, here. You know, thank you. Thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for your perspective. I've learned a ton just sitting here listening to you, honestly. <laughs> and I think every parent listening to this is going to be so excited that they hear some information that they can share with their with their kids. It doesn't have to just be their daughter. It can be their son. I mean, I learned so much from you guys today. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank Same. you for being a light mm -hmm. in this world. We need it. We need people like you who have empathy and kindness and love. We need it. And so thank you for sharing some of that with me today. Um, I'll end with this. I had a client of mine um, who uh, has been through, been to prison and up and down and, you know, rehabs back and forth, overdosed several times and survived it. And I had the group get up the other day and, and share one thing that meant something to him and kind of like a quote. Um, he stood up and this, this has been on my mind ever since. He said this, I tried to find myself, myself I could not see. I tried to find my God, my God eluded me. I tried to find my brother or my sister and I found all three. Mm, love that. How beautiful is that? Yeah. Beautiful. And that's what you guys are for each other. You guys are reaching out to your brothers and sisters, and, and that's mm -hmm. why you have found yourselves. That's why you have found your faith in your God or whatever that is for you guys. And for, for you listening, I challenge you to do the same. Like you all said, go reach out and do something for somebody else. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, <laughs> guys, uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in. If you have a son or a daughter, I don't care how old they are, share this with them. 
share this with your entire family. Thank you for all your love and support. Thank you to my sponsors. Thank you for the beautiful music that you're going to hear at the beginning and end of this. It's by Paul Cardall, a good friend of mine now. And um, I just, oh, this was awesome. This is why I do this. This is why I do it. Anyway, I love you guys. Until next time.